Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yo, VIP. Wendy's Big Show continues here on The Fan in the Gene Wagner Plumbing Studios alongside former Packers Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler. I'm ready to go Joe Zenzola. Filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer yet again today. Coming up at 4 o'clock, was drafting Rashawn Gary a mistake? We'll get into that because uh, trying to figure out where this guy is actually going to get some playing time. You don't want to give up on him, but it's kind of a weird situation for him. So we'll talk about that. Coming up at 4 o'clock. Don't forget, tonight at 6 here on The Fan, the debut of You Better You Bet, Countdown to the Draft, Nick Costas and Ross Tucker, Radio.com Sports Insiders. Uh, They'll be hosting the show from 6 to 8, and they'll be doing it Monday through Friday here on The Fan. So for the best draft coverage, keep it right here on The Fan as uh, those guys will continue on here after the big show. But joining us now, speaking of good draft coverage, another guy that you can follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Mike. And from Pro Football Focus, he is Mike Renner joining us on the Wendy's Big Show. Mike, how's it going? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. All right. So I'm going to start off with this, Mike, because, you know, we always talk about this when it comes to the draft. We talk about best player available. And a lot of times for GMs, they just want to take whoever is the best player at the top of their draft board, wherever they are. But the thing is with the Green Bay Packers, they're in a very unique situation. At pick 30, they have a lot of wide receivers that are likely going to fall to them. But the question is, do you take a wide receiver? Is that a no-brainer? Or is there another player of a different skill set that is best player available that maybe the Packers should take over one of those wide receivers? What do you think? See, we here at PFF, we don't like to say best player available because I think that's how you end up drafting the kicker in the second round. We like to say best value available because not all positions are created equal, but we do believe that the wide receiver position is a very valuable one. And I think you saw it, I mean, you've seen it over the course of Aaron Rodgers' career when they had, you know, the talented wide receiving core back in the early part of this decade, he was rolling. And once that started depleting and once they stopped kind of investing in that position, the passing game has kind of stagnated in recent years. So I do believe that that's where the best value available will be at the back end of this first round because it's such a stacked class that these guys who would go in the top, you know, 20 picks any other year are probably going to be pushed down to them at 30. So I think that's where I would go if I were them. And, and just because, you know, you could probably find a good one the second round doesn't stop me from drafting one in the first round because maybe you draft one in the second round too. They need multiple wide receivers. It's a very rough wide receiving core there in Green Bay outside of Devontae Adams. 
Well, no, and I agree with you. And I was looking at some mock drafts, and and they may have uh, Zach Bond or or Jonathan Taylor being available for the Packers at 30. If you had a chance to draft either one of those guys for the Packers at 30, which one which one of those guys would you take? No, I think I'd take Zach Bond because I think he could fit and see playing time right away. With a first-round pick, you want them to at least be seeing the field. And I think you ran into that with Rashawn Gary last year. Just You're not getting your value back because the guy's not going to be able to play football for you. So if you drafted Jonathan Taylor, I just don't think you'd see the field behind Aaron Jones this year. And that's your first-round pick. Go attack that position later in the draft if you do want your sort of you know long-term guys who are not going to re-sign Aaron Jones. So uh, I do think Zach Baum would fit in terms of what they asked their middle linebacker to do. Not a ton of coverage responsibility. I think that's a role he needs to go in to the in the NFL if you're going to be playing him off the ball because of how sort of limited he was in Wisconsin in that regard, mainly just rushing the passer. But then also, you know, they blitz a good deal in Green Bay and getting him involved in those blitz packages with, you know, Cedarius Smith, all the weapons they have there up front would be a nightmare for opposing offenses. Yeah, I want to ask you about uh, your mock draft. And first, you, you guys have them taking Des, you know, Denzel Mims. I like him a lot in Baylor, man. I don't know if he'll be there, but that, that kid can play. I mean, especially if you're talking about the 50-50 balls. I mean, tell me a little bit more about him. Yeah, so one of the biggest things is just Aaron Rodgers needs someone he can trust to win, even when they're not open. It's, I think, the biggest thing. is he, If a guy's not open, some of these guys, you just won't give him a chance because I mean, Marcus Valdez-Scantling's not making that play. If you're giving him you know, a back shoulder throw, I don't think we've seen him make one of those early courses his entire career. So Denzelman's the guy who you can trust to do that. He has incredible body control, great ball skills, the way he attacks the football in the air, and just brings some athleticism and some explosiveness to the table that – they do not have at the moment in that wide receiving core outside Devontae Adams. Right. So, yeah, the the only problem is, you know, explosiveness and athleticism like that. Just it doesn't last long in the draft. So he may very well not make it to pick 30. And Mike, let me ask you a quick. Go ahead, Leroy. Uh, I, I apologize. I got to no, get this. No, get it, get Mike, it be, Mike, be honest with me now. You're going to be honest with me. He always is. Please. Always. Now, I mean, I need you to keep it straight 100. What do you guys say when – some of these GMs take some player that way too high, and you say, "What are they doing?" I mean, what are they, do you guys just kind of look at each other and just laugh? Because this happens a lot in the league. Yes. I mean, it's so many busts in the first three rounds. I mean, or do you guys just say, "Okay, we just differ on opinion." But what do you guys really say behind the scenes? I mean, do you just drink a sip of water or what? Tell me what you guys think. Some I can't get my wrap my head around this. Yeah, I mean, there are some picks, and I, I can't name names because yeah, you don't the, need to we, name we names. Just tell 30, me. We all work with all thirty-two teams, so there's some picks we laugh yeah. about behind closed doors because it's just teams are just they they get in, either enraptured with physical tools or personality or something and forget about the tape entirely on some of these guys at the draft in the first round uh, and they fall in love with the projection or some coach says, I can transform this guy. I- I'm going to take my bet. It's the first round. You've got to get yourself a good player. Don't draft a guy who might become a good player in three to four years. Get yourself a guy who's a good player right now. There's usually mm-hmm. around 15 to 20 of those in a given draft and-, and you'll see teams in the top 10, probably even this year again, fall in love with some traits that, may never translate to the football field. You know, we haven't talked much about defensive line, but I also think that the Packers are in need for 
a defensive lineman or two in this year's draft. Any any good ones out there going to be available maybe at 30 or in the second round? Yeah, so I don't the, – the value at 30 is what I question with this defensive, like, interior class. You have Javon mm-hmm. Kinlaw from South Carolina and Derek Brown from Auburn. They'll be off the board by pick 20, I, I'd imagine. And then kind of what the Packers want in a Mike Pettin defense. You want some length. You want a guy who's going to be able to two-gap, stop the run, make some plays against the run on his own. I, just, I don't see that outside of the – like I said, those top two guys, there's not a lot of those guys in like the pick 30 range or even like the late second round. So they, if they do address that, I would bet it's more like third, fourth round. Someone like Raquan Davis out of Alabama is, you know, tailor made to play a three, four defensive end type of role that they would like. And I think he'll probably be on the board, uh, somewhere in the third round. So uh, there's really, unfortunately though, for them, not a lot of guys. The only other one I could probably think of maybe second round is Marlon Davidson from Auburn, who actually played off on the edge at Auburn was fairly long and gained like 20 pounds over the course of this offseason to play on the interior. So he could be another guy they take a look at, but not uh, not the banner draft to be in need of that. Talking with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus here on the Wendy's Big Show. Another position that will be very interesting for the Packers to address is probably that tackle position. They're going to need a little depth behind guys like David Bakhtiari, Ricky Wagner, um, are there tackles later in this draft that the Packers could go after? You know, maybe it's in the third, fourth, or fifth round that would, you know, might be a steal for them. I remember Bakhtiari, that guy was taken in the fourth round. So I'm of the opinion that the be- their best option at right tackle might be on the roster already. And Elton Jenkins, who, you know, has 34 inch arms, is a very agile pass protector, played even right tackle at times at Mississippi State over the course of his career. So uh, me, personally, I would take a look at that. But in this draft, uh, I think what they've coveted over the course of, you know, this, this you know consistent GM tenure, the management that's been over at Green Bay since Ron Wolf, uh, they've coveted athletes along the offensive line, guys who can move. And, and to me, you're not going to be drafting the Isaiah Wilsons from Georgia, the big burly tackles. That just hasn't been their M.O. Uh, so later in the draft, if you're looking for athletes, I would say Ben Barch from St. John's, the uh, you, know, you know the guy who went to the Senior Bowl, has that was famous for the shake he drank uh, to gain a bunch of weight there at D3 College. Uh, but he played really well, highest win rate of any of the tackles in the one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl. Looked like he belonged there, which is always impressive when you come from the competition he came from. So I would, they could be looking at him. And then I would also mention Jack Driscoll from Auburn, another guy whose athletic testing was great. Uh, past tech, he actually had a really high level in the SEC, but he's just thin. Kind of like David Bakhtiari coming out, where he's barely tipping the scales at 300 pounds, needs to gain muscle, needs to keep getting stronger. So he might not be right away, but maybe in like a couple of years, he could be, you know, he has all the tools to be a pass protecting tackle in the NFL. Okay, Mac, I just followed you on Twitter, too, because I, I, want, I want your answer because we have some people thinking that what if Jordan Love fall down to 30? Now, I don't think he will. I think New England, as you had have them taking him, I agree with that. But what if? I mean, we like to play the what if game here. What if he got to 30? Now, Aaron Rodgers' mind is thinking, I thought he was going to help me win the next four years. That pick doesn't do that. So I don't hate the thought of drafting a backup quarterback because – You've looked at you know, two of their past, what is it, eight years now, have been kind of torpedoed by injury to Aaron Rodgers. And so mm-hmm. one out of every four years. So over the course of those next four years, chances are Aaron Rodgers is going to miss four or five games over that just with you know how many sacks he takes and that sort of thing and how old he's getting. And so I don't hate the thought, and a backup quarterback would be very valuable in that situation. But if I'm doing that, Jordan Love's not my guy, and this is probably not the year with this wide receiver class. 
to be attacking quarterback. I'd attack him maybe third, fourth round, see if you can develop a guy. But Jordan Love is just too inaccurate. And to his decision-making, there's too many things you just need to clean up for me to see this you know, supposed ceiling that everyone sees with these special throws he makes. To me, he reminds me of, and this is going to sound terrible, but Deshaun Kaiser coming out. Very similar sort of tantalizes with these big throws down the football field, but his game-to-game consistency, his, his winning football, so to speak, is just not there. Yeah, because they were one of seven teams who, like, say they're doing their due diligence with him. They got all that they're enamored with. Somebody in that room is enamored with him. And I just, in the past, it used to be Ted Thompson would just make the pick, Mike. He would just make the pick. But mm-hmm. now it's a group thing. And I'm thinking if I want to win a Super Bowl in the next three or four years, that needs to be a pick that I can win. So I'm just letting you know it was some discussion out there about that. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I, well it I, doesn't surprise me if, if they, you know, they traded for Deshaun Geyser. They gave up Samaris Randall. They must have yep. liked him coming out as well. And like I said, it's a very similar sort of quarterback where you think you can clean those things up, but I'm just not sure yep. you can. Well, I'll stick with that too, Mike. I mean, is there a quarterback then possibly in the later rounds too that the Packers could take? I think – I think we can all agree that it would be good for the Packers just to draft a quarterback this year, whether he's going to succeed Aaron Rodgers or not. I just think it's good to have someone young behind number 12. Yeah, I, I think they should take a shot. You know, fifth, fourth, fifth round. Uh, that's where I'd start to think about looking at this quarterback class. And, and I don't really like any of the you know big names outside of the top group and the Jake Fromm uh, from Georgia, uh, Jacob Eason from Washington. I'm not huge fans of them. I would rather take a shot on someone like uh, Anthony Gordon from Washington State. Uh, he's one year of productive play uh, at Washington, only one year as a starter, but I think he has some quarterbacking sort of traits, some intangibles to him, very similar to Gardner Minshew last year, where he always seemed to play above kind of his talent level and the guys he had around him at Washington State. And another guy I like in this class is uh, Jake Luton out of Oregon State. Yeah, I haven't heard of much about him, but I think he probably comes off the board fifth, sixth round, but again, just six five guy with a fairly big arm, and I think you can, some traits to mold uh, into an NFL quarterback, so those are my favorite sort of late-round guys, and I do think they should address it, but just not that early in this draft. Again, talking with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus here on the Wendy's Big Show and on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Last one for you, Mike. You alluded to this a little bit earlier in the interview, and we're going to be discussing it after 4 o'clock here, but do you think in hindsight the Packers might have made a mistake drafting Rashawn Gary last year in the first round? (sighs) Well, so when you brought up the question about what picks do we you know, laugh about behind closed doors or whatever, that was one that we just were not big fans of Rashawn Gary coming out. He was not on the football field, a productive football player. And yes, he was young, and yes, he has all this athleticism, but he was completely outproduced by teammate Chase Winovich, who went in the third round. And at no point was he ever you know, dominant, even for a single game there at Michigan. And so you're banking on a big transformation for a guy, and then it was at a position where you already had two starters that you just signed a free agency. And so it was going to be difficult for him to see the field uh, I do think there's some buyer's remorse, and I think they regret passing on that wide receiver class that turned out to be a very talented rookie one. So uh, it's unfortunate, but it, there's still time. He might be, you know, we've seen guys like uh, even Bud Dupree this past year who was kind of similar for three or four years, and then all of a sudden it turned on. I think Nick Perry was a, like three or four years of just nothing, and then it turns on. So the developmental curve is different for everybody, but I do think that uh, it might have just, it might be rough early on in Rashawn Gary's career. 
He is Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Mike. A lot of good stuff going on at Pro Football Focus. Mike, we appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot. For sure, fellas. Thanks for having me on. And Mike joined us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? Well, a Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. So you heard it right there from Mike Renner. Yeah, that's probably not the wisest decision in hindsight to take Rashawn Gary where the Packers did. So we're going to talk about that coming up on the other side at 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Was drafting Rashawn Gary a mistake in the first round? I'm Radio Joe alongside two former Packers, Gary Ellerson and the Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. We'll have more coming up next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.